everyone, welcome back to the Daily Blend Show. Today is October 7th, 2022. And if you are new around here, the Friday Top 5 is where I feature five things that I thought were notable, interesting, and culturally significant. I just break them down, kind of give you a little background, why I like them. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes there are more than five. This week, we are going to feature LeBron James getting into pickleball and what that means for you. Um, we're going to talk about Catronada and uh, some interview he had with Rick Rubin. Uh, fast fashion Zara ripping off an underground collective and why you should be on the lookout for fast fashion coming after you. Uh, NFL season is kicking off, so uh, we're going to talk about Tom Brady, but not why you think. And we're going to talk about some Nike shoes landing in a surprising space. I'm also going to give you a little sneak uh, into some work that I'm doing with my buddy Greg on our Negroni, Negronis with Greg show. All right, before we jump into the show, I just want to remind you that this show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to us on social. Subscribe to the show so you have all the episodes downloaded automatically. And with all that said, let's jump into the episode. The first story we're going to talk about has two parts. So the first is talking about LeBron James and his investment into the pickleball league. And then the second part is talking about the footwear you should wear to play pickle. So before we talk about pickle, we're going to talk about paddle. And so I moved to Chicago six years ago. I had never heard of paddle. I don't even know if pickle existed then. Paddle is a winter sport because, you know, you have to have things to do besides play hockey. You are inside a, a chicken wire fence uh, arena. Think like the Blues Brothers movie when they're performing on the stage and they get all the uh, bottles thrown at them. The, uh, the height of the net is the same as a tennis uh, court, but it's a third of the size and you can actually hit off the ground and then hit off the walls, one or many walls. And I think outside of just the fact that you only get one serve, it's the exact same rules as tennis. Well, pickle is a summer sport, and it's probably closer to ping pong and tennis, whereas paddle is much more strategy than maybe athleticism. And I think ping, and I think pickle is probably a you know there's definitely some strategy, but there is also athleticism. But from what I've been told, because I actually haven't played it yet, you can play it against very uh, various ages and athletic ability. So that's why it has picked up momentum because you can have someone who's, you know, arguably more athletic and someone who's less athletic and you can play it together. So the court size is a little smaller than a tennis court. I'm not sure the exact dimensions, but it has become the fastest growing sport. And LeBron James and a couple other people, I think Maverick Carter, uh, went and invested and purchased one of the teams. And if you think about it, uh, you know, I don't have the exact dollars that they invested in it. But when you think about it, you know, the ROI, right? Let's even say that they spent, you know, half a mil or a million dollars. You know, they're going to be able to go find some of their other brands that they have alliances with. They're undefeated, Nike, Sprite. You can pick out a brand and do cross promotions. I'm sure the, uh, I don't know LeBron's exact uh, Instagram following, but one would assume that it would give 
quite a bit of press. Uh, if they even thought about selling a jersey, I would guess that would probably cover the, uh, the you know the the acquisition fees. Well, one of the things that I do know is you do play paddle or pickle, sorry, uh, on a tennis surface. And for someone who plays paddle and tennis, a lot of people are like, oh, get this tennis shoe, get that tennis shoe. And personally, I find them pretty boring. And there's a very limited selection and some of the colors aren't that fun. Even if you do go out and get the throwback Andre Agassi shoes from the 80s. So here's me telling you that the new LeBron 20 is fantastic. It looks great. It's kind of reminded me a little bit of, you know, some of the old Kobe's. The sneaker community is giving it fantastic reviews um, in terms of fit, in terms of look, in terms of wearability. Now, that shoe's $200. If you're like me and you see the 19s and the high tops that are a little different, you know, a different kind of cushioning system, they're 100 bucks right now. But I also saw that Nike is sitting on a ton of inventory. So if you go wait, like I'm going to wait, for those school bus yellow 19s, if those go down to 65 70 bucks, you could see your boy out on the pickle or paddle court in some school bus yellow LeBron James high top basketball shoes. So let's just hope that Nike is in fact sitting on that much inventory and I will be a happy camper if they are not then you will likely see me in the LeBron 20s. I can't wait to check them out. There's like a ton of like tech that is getting, like I said, great reviews, but they also had this like inside um, liner that was part of the LeBron 1s, which I actually owned. And I thought it was like the most comfortable inside liner ever. The next story is going to talk about a group that I'm just getting up to speed on. And so they are called Tour... Junkies, and it looks like almost like the chive, and I'm guessing barstool sports back in the day. They're a bunch of bros that talk about golf and different tours, different players. If you go to their website, they have an e-commerce element, and they definitely have some sort of, you know, integration or relationship with sports betting. I didn't go into that. I'm not a huge sports better. The things that I wanted to, to highlight uh, were were really three things on these guys. First of all, the podcast is hysterical. I featured a couple of their podcasts, although they have more than one show. Then they have their gear. My big favorites are the Longshot SZN. That's a trademarked uh, acronym, I guess. Jacket. And then the Goal Buy Head Covers by Case Golf. And those looked really cool to me. I also thought... I'm seeing this kind of more, I think, because of Instagram, but they're doing a 10-month – they're not doing it on Instagram. They're doing it a um, $10 a month or $90 a year to be included in exclusive chats, and I'm guessing it's like some sort of like Slack or text channel, but I've seen this um, with Ryan Serhan, the, the real estate guy. He also does this. I've seen it with a couple other kind of smaller groups where they'll buy to give like access to private communities. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I might throw in 10 bucks and, and join for a little bit. I'm definitely going to pick up some of the swag uh, and hats off for these guys for, you know, having funny content, doing their show, finding ways to, you know, monetize it, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So the third story is about Catronada on Broken Records. So if you've been listening to the show, you go to Daily Blend, 
Tronada.com, you know I am a massive K Tronada fan. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Rick Rubin. If you know anything about hip hop and Def Jam's, Rick Rubin was the guy that produced, I think, all of the Beastie Boys, most of the Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, just a ton of the records. Um, back in the day, I think maybe some of Run DMC too, or all of Run DMC. Yeah, no, all of Run DMC uh, in the early days. Anyway, um, Rick Rubin, and if I got that right, wrong, someone send me a note and tell me I've got that wrong. So um, K Tronada is a producer first, and then I would say DJ second out of Canada, kind of like a hip hop meets um, house sound. So it's almost like... I put them in the same bucket as Disclosure, but maybe a little more kind of urban-y. Um, anyway, uh, Rick Rubin has a Broken Records uh, podcast where he interviews people. Um, most of the time he does them live, but he also, you know, I think this one sounded like they were doing it in different locations. And Rick's uh, tone, I say Rick like I know the guy, uh, Rick Rubin's tone is very um, retrospective. And he, he it, it really appears like he's put a lot of thought and focus into fewer things. And I really appreciated the interview. Um, I've listened to it actually twice now, uh, you know, and just hearing those two guys talk about kind of, you know, their points of view, but also just like Keitronada on how he emerged in the scene and how he's sort of still part of things um, there in Canada and using like his network of friends to kind of pulse content, if you will. And by content, I mean new songs and new sounds. Anyway, um, go check this out. It's like a 45 minute interview. I think it's 47 minutes. Not that I'm counting, uh, but it was just one of the better interviews I've heard as of late. Okay. So let's go from talking about interviews to the uh, underground uh, collective getting ripped off by fast fashion. So I was over on uh, Mix Mag's uh, website, and they featured this London-based DJ group called Sloth Boogie, and it's four guys, Patrick Pering, Ken Gao, Connor Bevan, and Danny Ashenden. And for the guys, if you hear this, I've definitely not pronounced your last names correctly, but I have done a good job of linking to your Instagram um, accounts and your company's uh, website. So if you go to dailyblend.com, you can find all this information. So these guys, it looks like they have uh, some sort of retail footprint, but they make this like great kind of artwork that's on t-shirts and records and playlists. And it reminds me of something of like Fool's Gold when it first started and maybe a little bit of Def Jams in terms of like that like rich iconography. Um, or brand iconography, and they they created this great T-shirt, and Zara just straight up knocked it off and put it on their gear, and they can show you like their picture and then uh, Zara's. It's it's not exact, but it's pretty darn close. Anyway, um, I'm gonna be buying either one of their T-shirts or sweatshirts or some of their like posters and prints. I want to put those on my wall. I've got a pretty cool um. Dusta Larocque uh, original screen of I Want You for Fool's Gold, and I think it would go really well kind of near that. The next story is talking about Tom Brady, and we're not talking about him 
or his wife. We're talking about his diet, and I know you're probably like, oh, okay, all right. So um, there is a YouTuber named Nick Dajivani um, who's got, let me get this right, 5 billion views and has won a YouTube Streamy Award for Top Food Creator in 2021. He's got almost 7 million followers and did one heck of a video with Tom Brady. And so he looked at um, all of Tom's, you know, diets for a day. And it was interesting to see, like, all the things that Tom eats. And, you know, it was as a result of this video, I actually went out and bought the TB12 I don't know if it's a cookbook or just a book, but anyway, that's coming through Amazon Prime. Big ups to used books or gently used books. I saved myself like 20 bucks. Anyway, this video uh, or one of the videos he has is on the short or the shorts, YouTube shorts. I guess that's kind of like the Instagram shorts. And it's talking about um, Tom Brady making avocado ice cream. I have not done it yet. I want to do it this weekend. It looks kind of weird but like once it's cold and you scoop it it doesn't look that bad so i'm dying to know i've got a really bad um chocolate sweet tooth in the night so hey if this is like good enough for tom brady i'm gonna be jumping all over this and i will be the king of avocado ice cream at the uh, start of the show i mentioned that you know sometimes there's more than just five stories well this is one of those episodes so tom Sachs and Nike have created a shoe called Nike Craft General Purpose Shoe Archive. And it is yellow, or that's the, this one is yellow. The original one was like a blue-gray or gray-blue. Anyway, this shoe is trading somewhere between 150 and 250 on StockX. I think it was originally 109, so not like a huge, you know, markup. But it's basically like a 60, 70s runner, but just modernized. And he's like, do not buy this resale or, you know, you know, on a StockX or Goat or something like that. Buy it from, from retailers. And he has even said, like, I want this to be more general, generally available. And Kohl's, of all places, had it available. Now, I checked online. I couldn't find it online. It might have been. And they had it at a few stores. But I thought that was really funny to, like, exclusively drop at Kohl's. It would be, you know, like Payless or something. I don't know if I'd put those in the exact same terms, but it was interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, I hope Nike keeps on releasing some of the shoe uh, at more outlets and there's more and more of those. I want it. I just don't want to pay like above retail. Um, so if you know anyone who's got a size nine and a half or 10, let me know. I'll buy it. And yes, I want the yellow school bus color. All right. So I'm going to close out the show talking about Negronis with Greg. So, Greg and I recorded our first real episode. We had to record like kind of a an episode zero just to get on Spotify, Apple Podcast, all those things. That episode is going to be dropping on Monday. So this episode that you're listening to is on a Friday. So expect it on Monday. I'm not going to put it on Daily Blend. We're going to actually have our own podcast channel, but it will be on dailyblend.com or we'll link to it on the social media. So the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We link to Daily Blend. We're going to start putting different like kind of those social link aggregators. So just be on the lookout. I will add it to the show notes so you can find it and obviously on dailyblend.com, but check out Negronis with Greg. It will be your second favorite podcast, maybe your face f- f- first 
can't say first, first favorite podcast. I don't know. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's Greg uh, Larson and I walking through Matt Horanek's uh, book. There are 31 recipes. We've got 30 more left to do. Uh, if you are out there and you own a gin company, a vermouth company, or a Campari or Campari-like company, hit me up uh, at Reed Daily on Twitter and Instagram. We would love to try out your product on our show. All right. So now let's close out the show by saying thanks for tuning in. Check out the show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Like, follow, subscribe to the show on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, Reed Daily, on Twitter and Instagram. And with that said, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in.